0: Hey, Yogi, Sarah Burchard here, and you are listening to Yoga Unplugged Conversations, a show dedicated to helping you make tough life decisions so you can lead a happier, healthier life. Our topic today is how to incorporate your passion into your business. And for this topic, I'm bringing Darty Wesley back to the show. You may remember her from episode three of Yoga Unplugged Conversations when we talked about her book, How to Be the Real You. Darty is a lawyer, a speaker, and an award winning best selling author. When she owned her own law firm, she did something very unique. In fact, I don't know anyone else who has done it. She incorporated spirituality into her practice. This has not only fulfilled her on a higher level, it also strengthened her relationships with her clients and added value to their lives. And if you know business, then you know these are the two most important things you can do in order to be successful. To me, Darty's story is an excellent example of how to incorporate something you are passionate about into your business. And today we are going to hear more about how she did it. If you are in a career that you have started to fall out of love with, or if you're trying to figure out how to start a business that reflects your passion, I think today's show will be really helpful for you. Darty, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Sarah. It's fun to be here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm
0: good. I'm good. Good. I want to go back to the beginning of your law career can you describe to our listeners what the trajectory of your career in law looked like and when it was that you realized you could incorporate the thing you were passionate about in your personal life into your practice?
1: Well, I think it was very early on, actually, because I knew when I got out of law school that I didn't want to be a litigation lawyer or the kind of lawyer that went to court. I was very much attracted to business and people and knowing... Knowing who I was and the kind of person that I was, I knew that would reflect well on my career. And so I started out as a corporate executive, as senior vice president and general counsel for a company, which gave me the ability to be involved in many aspects of the business. And that I needed that variety in my life because I get real bored when I've just got one thing to do. I think a lot of us are like that. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was bringing the passion that I felt into that area of of the law you know and being able to work with all the people and do it there so i think that was the first step because for it was probably for almost 20 years that i was a corporate executive a corporate lawyer and then i stepped into creating privacy solutions and the lotus law center which was really taking my spirituality my spiritual foundation and moving it to the next level and i remember when I was talking to Spirit about how to put that passion into the Lotus Law Center, I said, how can I do that when I've got to negotiate contracts and I've got to be boom, boom, you know, this is the way it's got to be kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And what I got from Spirit was, you're going to do it with a velvet glove. You're going to do it with love and compassion and understanding. And the deal, you know, it's like, uh, like the gambler's song, you know, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away and know when to run. So there's, this is the way it works. You do a contract and you have your spiritual tools impacted and your passion goes with, you know, that's the way it is. You close the deal or you don't, but you don't have to have any animosity or any of the, you know, all the, the ego things that go with not, in, not putting your passion out there.
0: Yeah. Was it just sort of like, it just kind of happened organically? Like you're just like, well, I'm just, this is just who I am. So this is just how I'm going to start doing business. Or were there actual steps that you took to incorporate these ideals into your practice so that I it think, kind yeah, of changed the way you did business?
1: I, I think it organically happened for me, but I think it was of course all, all the work that I'd done in my life. I didn't even get out of law school till I was 40. Mm-hmm. So therefore my career didn't start till I was 40. So I'd had a long life of uh, of, of practicing uh, <laughs> out there before I, uh, before I went to law school, before I got out of law school and started on my career path. So a lot of my spiritual work was of course done prior to law school and all that. So I kind of knew the trajectory, but it was really kind of uh, driven by spirit in my, in my words, because I had a vision in 1976 <laughs> I think we talked about this before, and mm-hmm. that, uh, that that guided directed me into knowing that this was the direction I was supposed to go, as far as being a lawyer and stepping into whatever was next for me. Yeah. But I think there are steps that we have to do to integrate passion. And of course, we've got to find out what our passion, what is passion? You know, first we talk about what is passion. And, and passion is really that strong emotion or or as opposed to reason, you know, it's an intense driving feeling that we have and we've got to learn how to apply it to our life in every way. And when we start incorporating it into our business, I think there's really, you know, there's three things that I used to do that because there's times on the job or times whether you're working for yourself or you're working for others, there's times that, you know, you're bored to death and you just, you know, it's just could be menial or, Oh my God, these clients or whatever. And so it's important that, we go that extra mile and inspire ourselves and inspire our clients and, and or our colleagues and so that that's incorporating our passion is by by doing that by going the extra mile by you know inspiring others and inspiring ourselves that that's one of the things that I kept going and enjoying what I did you know so I make even when things were tough and they do get tough in business huh yeah that absolutely it, it, yeah so even when they were tough it was like I would hold myself together with grounding myself and staying involved and emotionally allowing myself to handle whatever was going on and at the same time turn it to that positive side to you know finding ways to inspire yourself and others it really brings enthusiasm brings vibration to the whole no matter what your work situation is so I'm, so going that extra mile is something I think is really important to incorporating the passion into your business.
0: Yes, I agree hundred percent with that. I, I think that you know when you're in alignment with your values and doing things that inspire you and you know inspired others, it doesn't feel like work anymore. You know you don't think about taking days off, time flies. you just feel so in alignment with your work. So it's just what you want to be doing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at yeah. least for me. Yeah. Um, it's like that yeah. saying, you know, <laughs> do what you love and you never work a day in your life. It's exactly.
1: Sort
0: of <laughs> so what kind of benefits did you start seeing in your personal life after you made this shift in the way you did business? And I know you said you kind of like, you kind of always had this element in your business, but when you opened the Lotus Law Center and you were like this is the way I'm doing business. Did you see that, the difference in your personal life when you made that shift?
1: Yeah, I really did because it really energized me. It energized me in a way that, um, you know, it's kind of like throwing that pebble in the pond, you know, where the circles go on and on. It really, everything that we do in our lives really connect us to that. And in, in my personal life, I found it was much more, I had a much better, a much more managed life, I would say. I was able to handle things because I wasn't always stressed about work. Although, you know, when you're working 10 hour days and you've got a lot of clients, there's a lot of stress that goes on. Mm -hmm. But when you're putting your passion in, when you're loving what you're doing, it gives you the ability to to enjoy your time off, too. Mm -hmm. And that that's something I found is that when I was away from my work, I could close that door, which I think is important. And then I could have, you know, the passionate part of my life, the the life the things that I love to do that were not related to my work. So I think at a personal level, it allowed me to open up more <clears throat> than I had before.
0: Well, you're just so much more fulfilled on all levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I noticed that too. And it's funny because, you know, if I do like kind of step out and take a day off, I'm still like, I want to go do things that will actually inspire my work. Like yes. I'll go out and, and yes. do something that, you know, I'll have fun doing, but then I'll come back on a Monday, you know, quote unquote, and that will totally get applied to my work. And so it's just like this cycle that keeps fulfilling both sides.
1: Right. That's again. inspiration. Mm-hmm. We inspire ourselves. We really have to understand that we, a lot of people think that it's out there. You know, that's something I talk about a lot in my writings is the new reality and the new reality is really a, is simply a shift in focus from, You know, for years, we've been looking out there in the world for our fulfillment, for our happiness, for wealth, for the things that we wanted, for what would make us happy. And now in the new reality, it's really the focus is within, because it's when we inspire ourselves, as we look within, that we have a a spiritual connection to all that is. That's what becomes the fulfillment. That's where it comes. So as we step into the new reality, it's focusing within, inspiring ourselves, and, and, um, You know, that impassioned feeling that we have comes from within ourselves and and our intuition and following and trusting our gut and moving in those ways. That's, uh, you know, when you do what you love, you know, people really rally around you, too. So it's great for that kind of enthusiasm. That's contagious, right? You attract other people who are passionate too. And so it just builds on itself, which I think
0: is- Everybody lifts each other up.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And also, you know, when you're doing something that's not aligned with who you are and you're not passionate about it, you tend to just, you know, we're talking about on our days off or the times of rest when we're stepping away from work, when you're not doing things that you're passionate about, you tend to want to just escape during those times and do things that almost just kind of- shut your brain off and you know just get you as far away from your work as you can and that really speaks a lot to how you're living your life I think and how in alignment you are with yourself and your passion and are you trying to escape or are you trying to just be the the person that you want to be
1: right that goes with the story of course of people who who are bitter, you know, after 30 years of a job of sitting there and being unhappy, or 10 years at a job, or even two years at a job where you're unhappy, you're bitter, you're not enjoying it, you're just pissed off all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that's when you incorporate, when you talk about incorporating passion into your business, that, uh, whatever it is, what your work, that, you know, when you're feeling that way about a job, that's when you have to look outside, uh, I mean, outside of the thing that you're doing, for opportunities. You know, that's yeah. kind of what I talk about is having the courage to step up and step out. Yeah. You, know, when you, you can Time start, to go. Yeah. you can work <laughs> If you're not going to, if you don't want to leave for financial reasons, sometimes you can't go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you can't go. And if you can't, then you have to look for opportunities that you can display your passion in ways. You know, if you want to write and you're working for a tech company or something, um, mm-hmm. uh, You know, you can do a blog for the company, or talk to somebody about writing an article about the company, or something. To, to, or you know, like uh, another one I heard about is a woman who worked for a trucking company and hated it and hated it, and she loved gardening and all that. And so, and so she would, you know, talk about doing holiday parties for the company, and I mean, so there's ways to integrate your passion when you don't have that fun job, or you're not able to be in a position where you can do what you love. I mean. What you have to do is integrate your passion into that. So, I and mean, to me, it's all about stepping up. You know, it's whatever gives you a chance to express something you'd love to do, take that opportunity. And that's having the courage to do it. So, you know, I've got a, I've got a video on my YouTube channel called Fearlessness mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'd love your audience to check it out if you, uh, it's on YouTube and it's uh, just search for Doherty Wesley. It's okay. fearlessness. And if you find fear getting in your way in these times and how do I integrate my passion in my business? I have a mantra that I've used for years, and that is face the fear and do it anyway.
0: Yes. So that's face a great the great one fear and do it anyway.
1: Yeah. And and that has helped me a million times when I had that fear reaction, even with my heart pounding and stepping out to do something. I just go, I know it's gonna feel good on the other side. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And sometimes, you know, it's like people get so comfortable in their comfort zone and they're like, Well, I'm not afraid. I'm not, you know, and you're just yeah. like, Well, yeah, but you're not really doing anything that exciting either. Exactly. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, like your life is just kind of going along and maybe you're just fine with that, but yeah. you're not doing anything that's really lighting you up. So. Exactly.
1: And it's good to be lit up.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It feels so good when it happens.
1: It does. I really enjoy my life out there. Yeah.
0: So do you think that it made a difference that you were already an established lawyer when you started doing business this way? And do you think that you would have had the same success if you had opened your firm day one, uh, or maybe you did open it day one this way or... Did you open your firm day one, like Lotus Law, like this is how we're doing business? Or did you kind of slowly incorporate that after you started this practice?
1: Well, for me, when I, when I became a lawyer, I was a corporate attorney. So I worked for a company for the first 16 years I was a lawyer. And then for the next 10 years, I was an entrepreneur. So I had both worlds in my life where I integrated my spirituality into the company in my way by I would write emails to uh, to folks on their, on their birthday, on their anniversary with the company. I mean, people still talk about how they love to get their happy anniversary, happy company anniversary. I mean, so I incorporated those kind of things that I was passionate about, but staying in touch with people and all that as a corporate attorney. And then when I shifted into well, I was doing privacy and information security law. Then I shifted into the privacy and information security. And it was easy to incorporate for me, mm-hmm. easy to incorporate those, those tools that I had as I stepped into Privacy Solutions and the Lotus Law Center, because those things just kind of went with it. And at that point, I was stepping out into my entrepreneurial world. And so I feel like bringing my passion to it was about bringing the enthusiasm that I felt for privacy and information security, which when I started the company uh, back, way back in the 2000s, it was, it was a sleeping giant. Nobody even knew what privacy was. Nobody knew what identity theft was. And so I was educating at the same time that I was selling. So I was very passionate about privacy. I still am about privacy and information security. And so that morphed into the, you know that that passion for that particular subject in that particular world morphed into just incorporating it in my business as I went along. Yeah, and There's it's this. that enthusiasm. I think you know, Sarah. I think that I think it's really amazing uh, how an energized vibration just really moves things. I mean, when we step up, you know, and set up, sit up straight, and smile, and no matter what you're doing, take that deep breath and present a positive tone and energy to whatever you're doing and showing your personality is what you know what encourages other people whether you want to bring in business or you want to have a good life or you want to you know whatever it is you want to do oh, that 100%. enthusiasm, yeah allowing your personality to show through and be real with people yeah is what brings passion to the conversation and any interaction
0: yeah, it's what's going to bring it out of the other person.
1: Yes, yeah. yes. I've, I've had a million conversations where I would try to, being real, being a real person here, mm-hmm. being real with people on the phone who didn't know how to be real. <laughs> <laughs> we're being very officious with me and I'm like, oh, come on, you know. And there have been people who right away get real with me because of who I am on the phone. But then I have encountered some, I encountered one that I don't know how long the conversation went on, but she would never get there. It was mm. some kind of nurse or some kind of woman. I was having a, a situation and I was asking her questions and she just would not get real. I mean, this is the way it is. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't get out of that. Usually with a few minutes in me, I get them to be real. You know? Yeah,
0: loosen up a little.
1: Yeah, please. <laughs> please.
0: Yeah, and I think people really... Human? Appreciate- I think people really appreciate that, you know, they want to have a good time, you know, just because you're doing business doesn't mean it can't be fun.
1: Exactly. And I found that when you be real, it, 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 it gives other people the ability to be real too
0: it builds trust
1: we've all got these facades you know we've got these facades on and our masks that we wear out in the world and we can drop them it's okay to drop them but you have to trust your gut is when it's safe to do that mm-hmm. and i tend to do it a lot anyway just because of who i am but i i love that people right away you know when they're they're very officious and then you're real and they're like oh i could be real with this person so it, it it allows other people to be real which is In my opinion, where the world needs to be with more reality and more real people and authenticity, and you know, but that's my book, right?
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. Okay. So there's this book that I love called The E Myth. It's by Michael Mm -hmm. Gerber. Have you ever heard of it? I
1: have heard of it,
0: yes. E stands for entrepreneurs. It's the entrepreneur myth, basically. Right. And it does a really good job of explaining why a lot of small businesses don't make it. And one of the reasons he says they fail is because they are started by somebody who is passionate about their craft, but not passionate about business itself. So an example of this might be a baker who makes amazing bread and just wants to open a little shop where they can do what they love and do things their own way. So they open up, they're on fire with ideas and new recipes and they're full of energy and people line up around the street for months to buy their bread. But eventually this person burns out and the business suffers because they are still working as a craftsman. They're working in the business and not on the business. So they're wearing all these hats. They're, they're making the bread, they're a manager, they're trying to be a business owner, and everything suffers. So I bring this up because I want to make the distinction between starting a business, selling a product you're passionate about making and incorporating your passion into your business. Because I agree with Gerber, I think if you're going to start a business, any kind of business, big or small, you have to love the act of doing business, creating a business, running the business, figuring out innovative ways you can connect and serve with your customers, setting up systems. It shouldn't just be because you are good at a craft, unless that craft is running a profitable business. And I think if you love your craft and you want to spend all day just making your craft without all the other responsibilities that add hours onto your day, then you're much better working for someone else. And I wanted to ask your thoughts on this, Darty, because I know that you have done both when you started your law firm, you provided a service and added an element of your passion to that existing service. And now that you have retired and started a new business that is based on your spiritual gifts, do you find it tricky that in addition to having this gift that you share with the world, you now also have to monetize it as well? And what are some of the challenges or struggles you are now facing with that or have in the past?
1: Well of course I've monetized my legal business so that was really right. And I want to, I want to follow up on what you just said though too before mm-hmm. we move into that and mm-hmm. remind me what we're going but I wanted to go back to you know so many times people are told to follow their passion and it's exactly what you were talking about that that doesn't that might work for some but it doesn't work for everyone. So you've got to bring your passion with you to whatever it is. So following your passion can be daunting and 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 like you said, you know, you could if you're just following your passion blindly, it could lead to problems. Mm-hmm. But incorporating your passion into whatever it is you want to do, that's different. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, yes, I am passionate about business, so I'm excited about the business. For me right now, I'm learning how to monetize this new business that I'm stepping into. My my new company is called Lotus Wisdom Publishing, and I'm calling myself a wisdom sharer or a wisdom practitioner, I don't know what it is, but I'm trying to figure out something with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've written uh, four books now, uh, actually, and I've collaborated on two books, three books now with Inspired Wisdom Research coming out in February. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, And I'm moving forward with, you know, working on branding, Taming the Monkey Mind. And for me, monetizing it is what I'm looking at right now so that that's building the business and figuring out how to do it so something I always talk about is trust and talk about intuition so you have to trust yourself and I'm trusting myself I'm trusting spirit because I feel totally guided and directed into what this is for me I just I just am doing the next right thing putting one foot in front of the other because of the changing times we are all living in it's important that we trust ourselves, trust our gut, not so much other people, because it's really our own heart's knowingness that is going to guide and direct us as we step into our passion, whatever it is in our business. Mm -hmm. So for me right now, it's it's kind of like, hmm, I've been doing this now for a year. I've only been out of my law firm for a year. This is a transition time for me. And I feel like, you know, 2020 is going to bring it to its next level. I'm not sure where it's going to go, but I'm certainly just trusting that every, every step I take is, is what I'm supposed to be doing. If it feels right, I do it.
0: Has <laughs> yeah. there, has there been any kind of challenges that you've run into so far? Like, is there anything that you feel like you're struggling with or that you want to, I don't know, any words of wisdom that you would share with somebody who's kind of going down this path and, and dabbling in this?
1: Well, I do know that it's important to keep yourself uplifted because the monkey mind is what really gets us into a depression i remember when when i first started my company and i just knew privacy was going to be the biggest thing that had ever happened and then i started the company in 2000 and it was it was On towards the end of that year, nothing had happened. I was so disappointed I started journaling, because at that time I really hadn't exercised my attachment like I have now. (laughs) But we get attached to stuff, and I was very attached to this company. I knew I was guided and directed to step out and do privacy and information security. and So I started journaling my disappointment. I started journaling and trusting and knowing. And it took, um, that was 2000, it took two years, really, uh, for... And I kept doing it and kept doing it and kept knowing and putting myself out there. I was going out and speaking for free at that point. And I was going out and, and trying to get clients and being at conferences and working in my in the information world, which is where privacy, of course, was big or starting where it needed to be, where it needed to be brought to. So I would go to the places where it needed to be brought to. And that was very challenging for me. And I and luckily because of that experience, I know now. The challenges of getting this new uh, experience that I'm doing now, this new business off the ground, mm-hmm. is the same kind of thing, sure. that it does take time. Yeah, It does take time, and you have to be patient, and you have to ground yourself, and you have to not let that monkey mind do that. Crazy stuff! Oh, this isn't going to work, or you're no good. You can't yeah. do it anyway. And it just <laughs> what do you, you think you're you. doing? You know, yeah. It's just, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just totally self-sabotaging. And it is. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think a lot of people fall into this. They just give up too early. They give up too soon. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, Because you know, you know, it gets scary because you're like, it hey, is this isn't working and not generating the kind of money I need to generate. And yes you know, when's it, when, when I'm going to get my big break. And exactly, um, yeah. So. I've been
1: saying, when am I going to get discovered?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. I want to
1: be discovered. Come on. Right.
0: And, yeah. And, and so in the meantime, the best thing you can do for yourself is be kind to yourself.
1: Exactly. And that's my priority. I want you to know that. And I want your audience to know my priority is self care and mm-hmm. honoring, taking care of myself and not, not letting that monkey mind. I'm just like, no, no, no. I'm just going to take the next right step, the next right step, the next right step and hold myself together while I go through this process because I think I'm stepping out fearlessly and I think that's really important. And so I, and I've got my mantras, love and trust. I've got, you know, um, the love and trust and loving myself and, and um, my mantra of stepping out without fear, face the fear and do it anyway. And So those kind of things hold me together, too. And that's what I think each of us needs to have a spiritual foundation. If not a spiritual foundation, certainly a foundation which supports personal development, um, one that's self-discovery. Because it's through these processes that we can learn a lot about ourselves and how we handle things and how do we want to handle them. And is that an old limiting belief or is that something we need to we need to pay attention to? Mm -hmm. We need to discern what's important for us, because this is all opportunities for us to have the best life ever. And how do we do that? We pay attention to it, you know? Yeah. And I found that it's interesting that that people, you know, when we're enthusiastic and we're working on it, putting our energy out there, that people are enthused and stay with us on it, and that those are the same people when it's hard for us, or when when times... Are more challenging. They're the same ones that stand with us because they were, they give us that ability. So we have to use our friends and our loved ones, those that support us.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, it's so important. The, the people that you surround yourself with. Indeed. Oh, so, so important. Can make or break you sometimes.
1: They can. They can. And that's the magic of passion, is in and the other folks in your life, you know, because it's, now is the time to really be weeding out those that aren't doing that for you. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole nother topic, but. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it, but it goes along with this though, because it yeah, we're
0: talking about you know, incorporating passion into your business and, and ultimately everybody wants to be successful in business. So, Indeed. you know, there, there's, there's a lot of different aspects to that. And one of them is surrounding yourself with people who are where you want to be, not where you were or where you don't want to be, but, and people who raise your energy level. And exactly you and don't project their fears on you and and mm-hmm. people who, you know, when you have a challenge, they're like, cool, what are we gonna like, how are you gonna face it? Like, exactly. Let's, let's generate some ideas, you yes. know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the, you know, that's that's so important. And I'm like-minded folks, it's really good. And and people who drain your energy, people who drain you, you just, you know, depending on there, a lot of people are those, a lot of those people are family people. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we have to I mean, we're certainly not going to you know, get rid of the family people, of course, uh, but sometimes it's important that we do divorce ourselves from their their language. I mean, you can love them, you can be with them, you can but to, you just know that they are where they are. One of the cards that I got at this retreat that I just went to was one of the most wonderful things I have it sitting here on my desk because it reminds me of this, and I want to say it out loud, and that is, I release to others to experience whatever is meaningful to them. And I am free to create that which is meaningful to me. Yeah.
0: It's really important not to take on other people's stuff. Indeed. A lot of times when people try to give you advice or they're trying to tell you how you should do things, these are issues that they're trying to work out in their own heads. And sometimes you just have to separate yourself from that and just be like, this is not... This has nothing to do with me.
1: That's right. (laughs) On the right track. Exactly. Everybody's on their own soul journey. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. That's always important, Mm -hmm. and especially with the subject we're talking about too. In life, I mean, it's it's a life subject as well as incorporating our passion into our business. That's a life subject too, because you know we're not able to do the kind of things we want to do if we don't if we don't be true to ourselves. Mm-hmm. and and we can let what people say to us that can be what, you know, say what you need to say, but you don't need to take it in. You don't need to respond. You don't need to, you don't need to react, which is mm-hmm. another thing I talk about. I mean, it's important to to be wise in your responses and thoughts about what other folks are saying to you. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's all practices. You know, these are all, all the things we're talking about here, Sarah, are really spiritual practices that really Help us to manage our lives in a way that we will find uh, just hold us in such good stead, especially with these changing times we're going through. Mm-hmm.
0: What are your tips for being able to do both running a business and working in the business? So you're creating ideas of how to monetize and you're setting up systems and you're marketing and you're doing all these things and then you're also like the one who like creates the product and or or who is the product in your case like how do you what are your tips for being able to do both at the same
1: time i see them as completely separate Mm -hmm. i um separate time out uh there's um i would say there's hours that i devote to just the business of the business and then there's hours i devote to whatever it is that i'm doing whether it's speaking or writing or whatever it is i set aside separate times for those experiences if it's time to do the bookkeeping if it's time to do the banking if it's time to do the you know the business side of it that's separate from from the work mm-hmm. so and i love both and i think i think it's important to put passion in your business especially if you're an entrepreneur is that you want to love both? Uh, it got to be a real pain in the patootie uh, with the bookkeeper coming in the day. You know, it's not always fun, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it is something that needs to be done, and it's something you need to allow yourself to enjoy. I had my bookkeeper came uh, once a month, and uh, when I was doing that, for me now I'm doing it myself, but I'm keeping track of everything on a business side and on the you know, on the branding side, because I'm my PR right now. I'm my, um, you know, I'm doing it all. And, and it's fun and I like it, but I'm learning a lot too, because I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that I think that, so the tips are to s- separate out time for the business of the business, planning, you know, making time to plan, taking the time to, to, to figure out what you want to do for this quarter or for this month. So planning is good planning on your branding, planning on your marketing, planning on publicity or planning on getting new clients, you know, setting goals, Mm -hmm. um, setting objectives, setting intentions about your business is another thing I do. I intend, I've got intentions written down of things that I intend for me. And, And so I just put energy into those things. They're beyond my control. And therefore I leave them to the universe to create that for me. But I know because of who I am that I manifest my own reality. Therefore, I trust that everything that I'm doing is going in the direction that this is what it's supposed to be. Yes, if this is not. This is really it's important. Not, <laughs> it's not Sarah. Sometimes it's <laughs> not. I understand too <laughs> that the Krishna story of his secret which after years of his spiritual teachings, he said, I'm gonna tell you my secret. And his secret was, I don't mind what happens. (laughs) Therefore, (laughs) if my intention does not appear appear in in the way that I expect it to or want it to, I don't mind what happens. Because I know, I trust and know that all is well at the highest level. And so knowing that in my heart supports me in whatever I'm doing. And the synchronicity of life, I pay attention to that, I pay attention to the, to the forces at play in the universe. So, and I've tamed my monkey mind pretty good. As good as you can, right? It's a practice. (laughs) It is a practice and it's constant. I think you do it till you leave the planet, you know? Yes. Yes. True. It's
0: like, it's part of our job as human beings. It
1: is. It is. I mean, Um,
0: sometimes it's like, what? (laughs) Yeah. But no, that's a good point with, you know, it's super important to have and set goals. And it's also super important not to be attached to the outcome because the outcome can often look different than what you had hoped for and that can sometimes be a good thing it's just a different thing and you have to be open to that how how it looks exactly uh, you can't just keep plugging along not thinking about where you want to take your business like where where is this thing going what what are my intentions because otherwise you're never really going to get anywhere
1: right planning that's why I mean I've I've uh, I've been in part of a when I started my company I joined a group called Mind Masters, and it was for small entrepreneurial businesses, and it was uh, these small groups of like seven to ten people, and and the leader would have a a business um, you know discussion every every meeting. And at the same time, you'd bring your marketing materials. You'd bring, so it was kind of a brainstorming session that supported me in getting my company off the ground. Mind Masters, her name is Barbara Eldridge, and she's uh, here in San Diego, but she's moving her Mind Masters groups out to the world. And I'm telling you, this really supported me and helped me become the success I was because I had other people to talk to who were doing the same thing and to get feedback on my marketing materials and what I was, you know, what was next. And, and planning, planning. She had quarterly planning sessions and and you put down what the plans are. I want this many customers and, you know, all of that normal stuff <laughs> about, you know, achievable goals and, you know, how many how many do you want to have and, and not getting attached to the outcome, but making the plan, making the plan because it gave us directions. And this was a weekly meeting. And so every week we had things we wanted to do in that week, how many people we were going to contact, how many emails we we're going to send out, that kind of stuff. And that kind of planning is important at an entrepreneurial level when you're putting your business out like that. Yeah. So I think that that's really important. If you're business study is your own
0: really business. good. I mean, there's two things here. One is you've got an accountability piece, which I'll get to in a second, but then also, when you're an entrepreneur, you've got to self motivate. So, you know, like you're saying, like, you know, how many new clients am I going to get? You know, what are my sales going to be? These are all things that your old employer used to do for you. (laughs) Now you don't have that anymore. So you've got to do that. And I think a lot of people miss that step or they just kind of push it under the rug because they don't want to do it. But it's one of the most important things. And, um, and I think the accountability of being in a group like that was great. He, because then each week you want to come with results. You right. want to say, yeah, I said I was going to do this thing and look, I did it. And maybe if you don't have that group, maybe you're not really trying to impress anybody else or keep your promise to anybody else. And right. so things slip by.
1: Yeah, what you were saying about the, you know, being a heart, that, you know not wanting to call people that was the hardest thing for me uh, when i ran for congress i had to call people for fundraising and i hated it and so what i found was that the practice of doing it when i started my when i started my company when and i had to reach out to people to let them know who i was and you know could could i help them in some way or whatever it was it was with practice and and doing the cold calls Ooh, it was hard so rather than avoidance, because you have to you have to not avoid, like you said, brushing it under the rug, mm-hmm. the hard part. But what I found in doing the hard things was it got easier with practice. I got more comfortable with it the more I did it. Yes. And that's kind of going back to the face your fear and do it anyway kind of thing. The same thing like with keeping the books. You don't have to be a bookkeeper. You just have to keep track of things. Then you, when you get on down the road a little ways, then you hire a bookkeeper. You know, and let the bookkeeper take care of that stuff for you, but these kind of things that we don't want to do get easier when we face it and do it anyway, and then we get better at it.
0: yeah, no, it's not easy and you know, and sometimes you you need to just get out of your head and just do the thing, exactly. like stop thinking and just act. and I think that is a thing that holds a lot of entrepreneurs back too. Is that you know they spend so much time thinking their way out of something, <laughs> <laughs> or or even thinking their way into something, and in the meantime they've done nothing. So there's right. no results. So you know I think just as, as important as it is to find people that hold you accountable and lift you up and support you, and also you know and I am a big fan of journaling and meditation and spending time with yourself to think. What, what feels right to you but I also think after a certain point that put away the books like it, there's nothing more to learn you just need to start doing the thing and like <laughs> you said like the more you do it the better
1: you get at it the more right. you get at it because right. the more practice you've had right and it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, a lot of people think I did. Mm-hmm. I thought, "Oh, my goodness, this is so important to the world. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to get it right away." Mm-hmm. And no. But you've been
0: reading it and learning it this whole time. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> they
0: haven't. <it. laughs> so,
1: yeah. I mean, I've I've been a successful businesswoman. I've written uh, award-winning books and st- Still, it, you know, that, that next level hasn't come yet, but I am, I am determined. And there you go. That's another word I think that's important. Behind the passion has to be the determination to see it through. Mm-hmm. See it through and, and give it time. I mean, I, I am amazed, um, and, and time getting irrelevant nowadays, <laughs> but I'm amazed how long it did take for Privacy Solutions to take off, for Lotus Law Center to take off, and, and the same thing with my work here, but I've only been at it for a year and 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 it's been a wonderful year, and I've seen the growth, and I've seen the experience and what it's done for me and and the practices that I've had with the challenges and all my heavens and da, 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 da. and so it's given me an opportunity to practice all my stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. which is a good thing, yeah, which is a good thing for all of us, because when we're on the path of you know wanting to live our passion and wanting to live who we really are those kind of obstacles that come up, those kinds of challenges always give us the ability to take that opportunity to to look at it and review it and then take the next step Mm -hmm. and and do the next right thing for ourselves.
0: Do you have any more tips or stories that you would like to share with our listeners on how they can incorporate
1: more passion into their business? Well, I think um, one of the most important things I think is to stop complaining. A lot of people complain about our situation and instead it's figuring about how to adapt to it, you know, mm-hmm. adapting to what's going on. So it's kind of like I already said about the practices, but uh, I think a lot of times we find ourselves complaining and sometimes I catch myself complaining about complaining. <laughs> 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 and I go, Doherty, stop. <laughs> he complains too much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah
0: no I I when I was in the restaurant business the chef owner of the place I worked for whenever we'd have a P&L meeting he would say do not come to this table with any problem you don't have a solution to.
1: Ah uh, very good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And I have kept that with me. I think yeah, that
1: is a That's a good one. Yeah.
0: It is a great one. I mean yeah. if if you've got something to complain about before you complain about it with just an open-ended complaint think about how you can solve it.
1: Right. Right. I agree with that completely. Mm -hmm. I think I think we need to think of think on our own and imagine hidden opportunities with whatever we're doing, kind of think out of the box, that kind of language, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, put your put your interest into the language of business and finding like minded people, I think is really important. I think, you know, that that'll help support you as well as your business. Mm -hmm. And like I said, go the extra mile, do even more be enthusiastic, you know, and if it's not working, don't stick around and be miserable with it, but do give it time, you know?
0: Right. Because, That's two you know, different things, you know? It, cause, it yeah. Cause if you're miserable, it's going to show yeah. in your work. Oh
1: no, yeah. yeah. And your, and your life, mm-hmm. you know, if you're miserable at work, you're going to be miserable at home. You're not going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you've got a miserable job, you have to learn, can you adapt to it? Are there things you can do to integrate your passion into that or, do you need to leave? And sometimes those are important things we need to do. And, and we may need to make those decisions. And, and they're not always easy, but we need to take the time and sit just with ourselves. And then sometimes if, you know, if, you've got an, if you're in a relationship, you might have to talk to someone else about that. But those are important considerations, I think. Don't be miserable. Life is too short to be miserable. And, and if you are miserable, then you've got to work on what's making you miserable. Is it the job or is it your monkey mind? You know what's going on because you know there's lots of things there's no reason to be miserable yeah or anxious or you know driving yourself crazy with stuff i mean that's there really isn't any reason for it and how do you learn how to do that it's all practice.
0: Yeah. Cause nobody really enjoys that. Nobody really wants to be <laughs> sitting there.
1: No, <laughs> no, no. But, no you know? but I think a lot of folks don't know how to get out of that state. Right. That's right. their state of being and they yeah, don't know, it's a vicious how do cycle. I get out of here? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of your books. Can you, uh, can you just mention to our readers uh, all the books that you have out now where they can find them?
1: Okay. All, all of my books are on Amazon right now. Okay. Um, Uh, There's a book that I collaborated with called 27 Flavors of Fulfillment. And there's a book that's a great puzzle book, Yoga for the Brain. It's called The Word Search Oracle. And it's a word search. And there are oracle messages and there's secret mantras. And there's a word search puzzle on there, which are great fun and great inspiration at the same time. You can use it a lot of different ways. And then I've written a book called You Can Transform Your Life. And there's a book called, and then there's a workbook called You Can Transform Your Life, Go Deeper, which are questions and exercises that correspond to the messages. It's kind of like a, a step-by-step approach to how do I transform my life? How do, I, how do I look at life in a different way for myself? So good. Oh, thank it's you. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> and my last book was How to Be the Real You. Yeah, also and very good. Thank you. And uh, there's a workbook, How to Be the Real You, Go Deeper, which takes us into a deeper level of, of exploration. And I've collaborated on a book called Inspired Wisdom Word Search, which I think our, our hostess here has done the same thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, great for airplane rides.
1: <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Coming out in February of 2020, Inspired Wisdom Word Search, a Yoga for the Brain. These are great things to uh, to break your mind away from from our everyday work and they're just, they're just great and inspiring at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do wanna say that as I mentioned earlier that the monkey mind of ours gets in the way of a lot of things of our personal development and I think it's important that we tame that monkey mind and as, a, as our first step into self-discovery and being real. And if you'd like my, if your audience would like my uh, free ebook, Tame That Monkey Mind, just email me at Darity, D A R I T Y, at DARRITYWESLEY, W E S L E Y dot com, and put T T, put Tame That Monkey Mine in the subject line. I'm also offering a free 15 minute consult to chat about Taming the Monkey Mine and what that is. And if you'd like to take advantage of both of these, we can schedule a time to chat and just, just put that in an email, put that in the email to me too. And, uh, I'd like to say too, if you'd like to uh, sign up, if your audience would like to sign up for my monthly love from the Lotus world, love messages that I send out, you can sign up on my website at DorothyWesley.com. Thank
0: Thank you you. so much. I Uh really appreciate all that fun stuff. And I really recommend that everybody take her up on those offers because there's so much good stuff there and, I know it's helped me a lot in my personal life. And it's just always good to like constantly have these reminders in your life, just constantly going like every day, start the day with it. It's very empowering. It gets you in a positive, productive space and not in the trapped in the monkey mind cycle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on the show again, Darty. It's always Mm -hmm. so good to talk to you.
1: A pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah.
0: Now I'd love to hear from all you listeners out there. So please let me know what you thought of the show. And if you have any topics or questions that you'd like me to tackle on the show, the team of yoga unplugged and I are here for you. So please let us know. And if you'd like to join in on the conversation with us, you can subscribe to our newsletter at yogaunplugged.org. Find us on Facebook at yoga unplugged by Jennifer Reuter. Reuter is spelled R E U T E R or connect with us on Instagram at yoga underscore unplugged. Thanks for listening, everyone. Namaste.